Farmers are the heartbeat of rural America. Congress recently invested $20 billion in America's farmers and ranchers, focusing on conservation practices and profits for future generations. Today, these funds are at risk. You're squawking over $20 billion. That USDA program, it's investment into the future for everybody. If the funding was eliminated, it could hurt farms and families. Tell Congress, protect this generational investment in the Farm Bill. Learn more at investinourland.org. Paid for by Invest in Our Land. I've come to believe that the government does know a lot more about UFOs than they've said. That's Politico reporter Brian Bender. He's reported on the Pentagon for two decades. But I don't think they have all the answers. I think it's a bunch of puzzle pieces spread throughout a million agencies. They don't talk to each other. They don't share it. They didn't want to share it until now. There's this new atmosphere where they can talk about it, where they couldn't before. I'm Rachel Bade. This is Playbook Deep Dive. And today, how UFOs are flying out of science fiction and into the heart of the Senate. With everyone from former Democratic Majority Leader Harry Reid. Shouldn't we at least be spending some money to study all these phenomena? To Florida Republican Marco Rubio. Anything that enters an airspace that's not supposed to be there is a threat. But you're on the intel committee, they don't even tell you what's going on? Well, I think they tell us what's going on. I mean, there's stuff flying over the top of our military installations, and they don't know who's flying it. They don't even know what it is. Um, so that's a problem. We need to find out if we can. The military has seen enough things where they're actually now encouraging pilots to report. And no one knows what it is, and it isn't ours. When it, when it comes to aliens, there's some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. But you'll tell us off that. Right. What is true, uh, and I'm, I'm actually being serious here, is, is that there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. I mean, so, some people do think those characters up on the hill, at least some of them, are aliens. So. <laughs> it's either how UFOs crashed into the Washington policy debate, or maybe it's why UFOs are hovering over Washington. Brian not only covers this, he's also super into it. I wrote a letter to NASA in my 20s when I was a young buck reporter covering the aerospace industry, uh, suggesting that, you know, they're all about first in space, first woman, first teacher. I was like, what about the first journalist? I never got an answer. I think I'm too old for it now, but you never know. I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, NASA is the wrong idea. I should be calling Elon Musk. So have you always been into UFOs? I do remember when I was really little, apparently I looked just like the little boy in the movie Close Encounters who got abducted. And so we would be in the grocery store and people would remark about it. Are you a secret child star? No. I have a alien sticker on my refrigerator that says, watch the sky. So I'm a true believer. <laughs> the one thing that I think I noticed the most has changed about this issue is that for 20 years I covered the Pentagon, and I don't remember a single press conference, a single think tank event, a single anything where somebody asked about UFOs. Whereas now, in the last year or two, it's fairly regular. It's like right. you know, every month or two, somebody asks the chief of naval operations, what do you think about UFOs? And it just it never happened before. So it's, it's definitely a topic of conversation in places it didn't used to be. So a handful of senators created a multi-million dollar federal appropriation 
that funded hush-hush UFO research inside the Defense Department. And a source of the Pentagon leaked it to Brian. A couple of meetings, I think we had coffee, we had beers. In 2017. In the summer of 2017, when I first got a tip that the Pentagon had set up a secret UFO office, I was wary, and of course, when I mentioned it to a couple of editors, they were wary as well. Because people who leak stories to Brian have motives. When somebody comes to you with a big scoop, usually they have some axe to grind. The only way to get Congress to pay attention, the only way to get even some of their former colleagues in the intelligence community to pay attention is to basically beat them over the head with some big media coverage. One day, one of Brian's sources whips out an iPad and shows him some videos captured by U.S. Navy pilots. The picture's a thousand words, the video's a hundred thousand words. My first reaction was, oh, another one of those grainy, you know, videos that, you know, kind of can see something, but you can't really tell. But I think as I watched it a couple times, and I watched some of the others, and then understood that these were official Navy videos, in other words, they weren't taken just by, you know, an average person, I started to become less skeptical. They're pretty jarring. When you hear the pilots on the one video in particular, I think that was pretty jarring to me and, and made it more credible, too. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. These are skilled pilots that the government's spent millions of dollars training. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. They're vetted, and they can't figure out what it is that they're seeing in front of them. It's, you know, through a gun camera site. It's gray and black and hazy. But you clearly see what looks like a spherical object, uh, looks almost like a top, that is hovering over the ocean. And I think what makes it even more compelling is you hear the radio chatter of the pilots talking about basically what the hell is that and describing what it's doing and how it's going against the wind. And it doesn't seem to have a propulsion system that, that at least is visible. It doesn't have wings, certainly, um, that, that you can see from the video. So the pilots are seeing it. Another warship several miles away is seeing it. And not all of this uh, is visible in the video, but, but there's testimony from the pilots afterward uh, that describes a number of these, they call them Tic Tacs, because they were sort of oblong and, and basically the shape of the breath mint. They see a bunch of these Tic Tacs flying around exhibiting these aerodynamic qualities that they can't explain. They certainly don't know of any U.S. aircraft that can do those things. And I was under the impression that I was among a very few people outside the government that's had a chance to see this. So the funny thing about these videos is that they had been on the internet for a long time, a decade at least, but no one knew they were real until the Navy actually verified them. These videos had been posted on the internet for about a decade before that. But I think what changed in 2017 was being able to verify they were taken by the Navy, they were official videos, and then it was sometime later that the Navy actually, or the Pentagon officially came out and said, yes, those are our videos. Probably millions of people or thousands of people had seen them, but just didn't really know what they were looking at. They were hiding in plain sight, just like the UFOs. The Navy videos had really driven the story. Not just in the media, but I think on Capitol Hill. I mean, members of Congress saw those videos and were also briefed by some of the pilots. 
Three years ago, the existence of that program was revealed publicly by Politico. And next month, the Director of National Intelligence is scheduled to release a report on what the government now calls unidentified aerial phenomena. And, you know, and that could be anything that's flying. That's UAPs. After collecting information, there'll be a potential trove of new data that ufologists hope will help them confirm or refute an array of conspiracy theories. I mean, they looked into them during the Cold War and nobody ever believed what they were saying and there was all kinds of claims of cover-ups and all that sort of stuff. What can you tell us about this government report? What do you know and, and what can you highlight for us? Well, this is a public report that the Senate Intelligence Committee requested from the Director of National Intelligence working with the Pentagon. And there's a lot of expectations. I mean, there's some people in the UFO world who are like, finally, the government's going to cough up all the goods and you know, show us where the aliens are buried. Um, but if you actually read the legislation, what Rubio wants is kind of a UFO strategy. In other words, there's all these reports we're hearing about. Some of them are obviously very credible. What are you doing, executive branch? to collect the data, analyze the data, get all the smart people looking at it to try and figure out who and what this might be. So it's more of that than I think it is, you know, the government's going to finally, you know, pull back the curtain and tell us all the UFO secrets. Bummer. So I think some people will be disappointed. But, you know, the people who've covered this for a long time will say even a government strategy that lays out whose job it is to do this and, and why would be a pretty big change. What do you think people are most excited to learn? Well, it sort of depends on where you live in the rabbit hole. Some people think the government truly does have all kinds of information about extraterrestrial life that they just haven't told us about. I'm not in that camp. Um, other people believe or don't believe anything the government says about UFOs because they believe there's this track record of lying and obfuscating and just you know not being forthcoming. There are some people who just still dismiss it all out of hand and say, well, you know, it's probably drones or, you know, some other terrestrial explanation. And so, you know, it depends on where you come from. But, you know, the expectations are all over the place, you know, from everything to nothing, basically. So are we going to see hearings on this or what? No oversight hearings yet. I think that's something to watch for. This report comes out. Are we going to have a UFO hearing, mm -hmm. a public hearing where one of these committees delves further into this? I don't think there's ever been a public UFO hearing ever, I don't think. Backing up here, Senator Harry Reid's involvement is key to this story. He's the one who pushed a handful of his colleagues to form the multi-million dollar federal appropriation in the first place. I think where the light bulb probably came on that this really is a good story and an important story and a Politico story was what I learned that the Pentagon office was created in 2009 with $22 million that was put into the budget by Senator Harry Reid of Nevada. That's when I was like, hmm, that's interesting. This is basically an earmark, as we would call it. So a member of Congress using their influence to add money to the federal budget for a pet project. And in this case, the pet project was UFO research. You remember Harry Reid. He's retired from the Senate now. But in the early to mid-2000s, he was the Senate Majority Leader. I've been in touch with Senator Reid well, for many years, but on the UFO issue since 2017. Good morning, Senator Reid. How are you? I'm doing fine. When we first learned about the existence of the Pentagon office and we learned about his role in establishing it. How's Las Vegas? Is it hot yet? 
Uh, it's been up to, what, a high has been 90. And so I've had a number of conversations and communications with him. There are certain things we don't understand. We have all these sightings now of unidentified flying objects. We have very strange things happen. And I think it's good they're exposing the fact that even though they don't have answers to what has happened, they at least are, at least should acknowledge as they are that there have been some strange things happening, not only in the air, but in the ocean. I think we're better off uh, making sure that community interested people have the opportunity to know what the government knows about this. And I, I think that it's very important we do that. I don't think the government should withhold information that's not of a national security issue. And frankly, most all the information they get is not of a national security issue. I think Harry Reid has been interested in the UFO issue for many, many, many years. Uh, dating back to the mid-1990s, Harry Reid was involved and went to a few meetings of a very obscure organization called the National Institute for Discovery Science, which was based in Las Vegas. Was there something that precipitated you to take action as a senator from Nevada in Washington, as opposed to just being interested in this subject? You are one of the very few, if not maybe the only one at the time, who who used your position to try and, and get more focus on that. I was the first to get involved in this. And much to the consternation of my staff, they told me, stay the hell away from this. It's not anything that's going to help you. But to me, it was something that I just felt I was in a position to try to better understand this. I'm glad I did. I think that I have opened the door to people not being afraid to talk about it. I know that uh, when I first got involved in this, people in the military were afraid to mention it for fear of it hurting their promotions. But now the Pentagon has uh, told them they should report all these things that they say that are unusual. So we made a tremendous amount of progress. But then what's also interesting, and Harry Reid told me this, to get the $22 million secretly added to the Pentagon budget in, in, I guess it was 2008, 2009 timeframe, he had to go to some powerful committee chairs who oversee the purse strings. I went to Inway and Stevens, Stevens of Alaska, Inway of Hawaii, because they were the two that controlled the Dark Money and Appropriations Committee. And the first one he went to was Ted Stevens of Alaska, Republican, who's no longer with us, who was chairman of the Defense Subcommittee on Appropriations. And so he basically writes the budget. When Harry Reid said to him, I want to create a UFO research office in the Pentagon. It was such an easy sell. The first thing Ted Stevens said was, when I was a fighter pilot in World War II, I saw them. We should absolutely do that. Because Ted Stevens said, I've been interested in this since I was pilot in World War II. So I was flying and uh, there was something off to my left. and go up, down, I couldn't get rid of it. Got low on fuel, decided to go land. Asked the people, air traffic control, who was that up there with me? I said, we don't know what you're talking about. And I think he was concerned in the early years about what it would do to his reputation. Um, in the early years, he was very adamant that he didn't want people to reveal that he was interested in this topic or that he was discussing it. But I think by 2007, 2008, he was sort of convinced that it was time to, to use his influence at that point as Senate Majority Leader to do something about it. 
you told me some other sort of big name politicians over the years that were very interested in it, including John Glenn, the astronaut, senator from Ohio who ran for president, first American to orbit the Earth, was, was immensely interested in UFOs. He never was publicly associated with it, but behind the scenes, he was asking questions because he thought too, like, why are we not doing more about this? And so I think it took a long time, but someone like Harry Reid needed to come along and sort of break through the wall and say, okay, we're going to do this. We need to do this. And let's, let's get past the stigma. I was pleased to see Senator Warner, a Democrat, Virginia, very conservative Democrat, Marco Rubio from Florida, Republican. They're speaking publicly about this. I think that's a big step forward. People are not afraid to get involved in the subject anymore. And that's what Rubio is saying as well. I mean, on the 60 Minutes program, Marco Rubio makes clear that... Anything that enters an airspace that's not supposed to be there is a threat. He understands there's a stigma related to this, but he's like, you know, we got to get past that. We can't let the stigma prevent us from trying to figure out what these things are. I mean, we're going to find out when we get that report. You know, there's a stigma on Capitol Hill. I mean, some of my colleagues are very interested in this topic and some kind of, you know, giggle. When you, when you bring it up. But I, I don't think we can allow the stigma to keep us from having an answer to a very fundamental question. My sense is that Marco Rubio, who is a hawk, he's a national security hawk, he sees this as a, as a blind spot, a national security blind spot, that you know, we don't know what these things are. They're clearly very advanced. And by golly, we should find out what they are because we don't know if they're friendly, they're a threat, they're, we just don't know. But let's sort of start simple with the first steps. And I think that's where the Congress is on this. It's not, tell us all the secrets about all the aliens that have visited, you know, the planet. But let's create a process so that we're actually doing some due diligence on this, that we're actually collecting these reports. We're putting them in some central database. We have somebody or some agency who's tasked with analyzing it. You know, that's where the politicians, I think, have gotten interested in. It made a big difference because, uh, you know, the Pentagon set up a task force to look into this. Marco Rubio requested a public report from the director of national intelligence that's due in June of this year. All of those efforts have sort of pushed the bureaucracy to do more, to answer the mail, if you will. If Congress doesn't demand it, maybe they'll do it, maybe they won't. But, but I think there's a lot more public pressure now. The idea that there's all these secret agents somewhere, like Fox Mulder on X-Files, he's chasing down all the UFO reports, and they have this whole secret network of spies and agencies that have mountains of information about extraterrestrials. Um, I think it's Hollywood. I, I think, in reality, I think a lot of these secret agencies, it's not that they haven't looked into UFOs. I'm sure they have. It's a small effort. It's not necessarily a sustained one, like over time, um, that has a lot of resources behind it. You know, it doesn't mean the government doesn't have UFO secrets. I believe they do. I think they're, they probably have quite a bit more information about sightings and potentially even materials that have been retrieved that they can't quite explain. So, Lots of pieces to the puzzle, I'm sure, are out there. 
But I don't think anybody's put the puzzle together. I don't think anybody has sort of this picture of, okay, we finally figured out what all of these sightings are and how they're connected and where they're from or who they're, you know, who they are. I don't necessarily think that we should all hang waiting for the government to figure this all out. I mean, what about Silicon Valley? Or, you know, people outside the government, if they felt empowered and had the resources to, to study and the data, that's where the government comes in. If the government has data, why not make that available as much as you can so that the outside academic community can have at it? Because, you know, if we're going to rely on the CIA to tell us all the answers, I mean, we're going to die waiting because either they're not going to find it out or if they do, they're never going to tell us. All right, that's our show. Our producers are Adrian Hurst and Annie Reese. Our senior producer is Jenny Ahmed. And our executive producer is Irene Noguchi. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like what you hear, subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. We'll take you behind the scenes of Capitol Hill again next week on another Playbook Deep Dive. Thanks for listening. Thank you.